Fantasy Fam. Sven here coming at you. My cousin Kile. Unfortunately, brother is not going to be with us. He's going on a little vacay. Enjoy that time, brother. To Vegas, too. Vegas. Let's not forget that. Ooh. He is going to the greatest place on earth. In him and the lady, him and my sister-in-law, you know, oh, that's what a great place. That's going to be pretty awesome. But see, and I want to go to Vegas, but like for shows, you know, like, uh, yeah. like experience, like what Vegas has to anything, offer. Anything, anything you want to do. Like people are like, oh, well, I don't drink and I don't gamble. I was like, you realize that like you can literally at any hour of the day. It's not Atlantic get, City. Get a great, yeah, exactly. Get a great meal. You can gamble. You can sit by the pool. You can go see a show. You can take a walk down the, you know, the, the strip and see every, like there's so much to do there. Exactly. It, it's the best, anyway, best place in the world. I can't wait to go back. Yeah, I don't, I don't, is, I don't know. I don't know when my next time will be, but... Ooh. Coming <laughs> down the, the minutes till I get to go again. Well, uh, yes. So enjoy that, brother. Fantasy. Let's talk some fantasy. That's why we're here. How uh, how, how are you doing? How are your teams? What's was, what's going we, on? I mean, it's week two. Week two. Uh, I was hoping we wouldn't talk fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk fantasy tonight. Um, <laughs> it's it's Man. it's been a little it's been a little muddled. I've had my good my good moments and my bad, which is expected. Thank God I'm not 0-2 in too many leagues, only in one league, your league, actually. I am 0-2. As, as am I. Yeah, I am 0-2 in one league. The rest of mine are 1-1. One one. My FFPC leagues, I'm 1-1 one one in all those. And then my NFFFC, NFFC team, um, I'm like an eighth or ninth in points. So not great. But at the same time, it is only week two. Some of my you know players haven't flourished or reached their potential yet, so I'm not too worried. However... Once we get to week four, that's when I start to worry a little bit because if I'm one and three, you know, even zero and four or any of the, you know, I then start to get a little more panic stricken because the further you fall behind, it usually means that the further others pull ahead. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping I'm I am zero and two in three out of four of my that's good big, big leagues. Oh yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, hopefully this week I can actually get a W. Because it's a lot easier to come back from one and two than oh. zero and three. And it, it definitely looks, is. It looks a little prettier. So, yeah, if you can limp in, that's the thing. Is it depends on your league formats, like your high stakes leagues, your NFFCs, your FFPCs, all those big ones. Um, is if you don't finish with first or second in wins or first or second in points in those types of leagues, then you're screwed. Um, so it's it's much more difficult because four teams out of the out of the twelve make the playoffs. If you're in a home league or if you're in you know a league with some some random people or some friends or whatever it is, most times six teams make the playoffs. So as long as you can limp in there with like a seven and six record, that's all you got to do is get in. Then yeah, you know what I mean. Then you can the magic can start from there. I have definitely won some leagues being the wild card. Yeah, the number six. I team. didn't even think I had a chance, and then next thing you know, you're in the championship, and you're like, holy crap. How did I get here? How the hell did I do that? Exactly. How <laughs> Everything's falling in line. It's not over yet. Do not give up week it's two. It's not exactly. Play the waiver wire. Check your lineups. Make sure you have nobody in there who's injured or considered, you know, day-to-day. Um, make sure depending that, on depending on yeah. who it is and if you have right. anyone else then you're gonna have to start well yeah but at this point don't give <laughs> up still play that waiver wire still you know make sure you set your lineups because it's not over it's only we're only two weeks in exactly and just because i think in in my league right now there's only three teams that are two and oh typically in the in the past couple of years there's actually yeah more teams that have been undefeated so it's still very much wide open yes it is and on that note, let's get into some news and some injuries. 
Okay, listen up, everybody. Turn up your volume. Announcement. I've got news for you. First one, we'll just mention it. AJ Green going to be sidelined a little bit longer, which I think we already spoke about yeah, and we said that. We, so. we knew it was going to happen. But I did just get an update on Sleeper. The first time I've witnessed AJ Green run at practice. Hmm. Well, that's good, I, I guess. He had no noticeable limp while doing drills on the rehab field. My first thing is, they have a field just for rehab? Yes, yes. they do. They <laughs> that's do. Pretty, that's pretty cool, I guess. That's awesome. That's when you're a billion-dollar team, you I, can have anything you want. Right? I guess that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> when you are a professional team, you do have things for everything. So. But we're going into week three now. We, they expected him at least to miss the first four weeks of the season. So at, that, at this point, it might be that he misses the first five weeks of the season. But who knows? Um, it's bad news for A.J. Green, but it's continuous good news for the Red Rifle uh, you know, new, favorite new toys, which are uh, John Ross and obviously the, the 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 experiment from last year, Tyler Boyd, that has just been which proved me wrong. Lethal. He is proving me wrong. I I I can't believe it. I mean, good for him though. That's awesome. I mean, he's still young, and now he's becoming one of the top wide receivers in the league, which is awesome. I, like I said, I we were talking about this before. John Ross right now, I know it's week two, obviously, not going to last, but John Ross at this present moment is the number two wide receiver in PPR formats. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let that sink in for a minute. I, I almost just fell off my chair. <laughs> and when he finishes the season, he will not be second. It's just no. that out there. And he if he might, is, holy crap, then it – He might not be 32nd. So uh, that was the steal of the draft for the Bengals a couple years ago in the first round. And for all you fantasy owners out there who actually had faith to draft Exactly. Uh, another one from the same division, uh, David Njoku. This is this one kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, maybe. I mean, he's been struggling. I, they haven't really been yeah. using him. Broken wrist. They're saying he could need surgery. He doesn't know. I believe he's getting a second opinion. Right? Yeah. He's going to further testing to see if he actually needs need surgery. Because surgery is going to knock him out for a while. Uh, but oh, yeah. I was watching that game. It was in the Jets game when he went up for a pass and uh, safety came underneath him or cornerback came underneath him and he literally landed on his neck. But oh, I thought that was it. I thought it was a concussion-based thing. I thought, it, you know, but whatever. But now they're saying there was a wrist injury involved too. So um, that's a definitely one to monitor because people had high hopes for Njoku going into this season. Everyone. I didn't. There's there's but, another there's another freak athlete. You know this guy's size, yeah. speed, everything was just everything was just falling into place for him to be a top tight end. And I didn't even I didn't see it. So, but what does yeah. this what does this mean for the rest of the team? I don't think it means entirely too much, given the fact that he hasn't been utilized Ex- the first two weeks of the season that much. Is he a role to fill? Absolutely. Um, but they'll make their way with their you know their three wide receiver receiver sets and who's their uh, who's the who's the backup Dem- demetrius harris oh, demetrius harris is number is their number two i believe right so Old, uh, kansas city chief great all all i'm seeing is rumblings of that they are probably going to look out there and see if any other tight ends are available for them to throw throw in there so tight end position in cleveland is no longer a factor whatsoever for now, <laughs> now exactly so Landry OBJ could see more targets. Nick Chubb maybe used more in the passing game. Nick Chubb needs to be used more in general. Yes, he does. Like he has really not yes, been utilized much the first two games of the season, but that could change. And what I've what I've read and heard from Freddie Kitchens, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, is that they do want to use him more, um, and they're planning to use him more in the coming weeks. I hope so. 
So yeah, this is not the most perfect week for him to to have a you know a potential comeback, a bounce back game because they are playing the Rams. The Rams do have a very good uh, pa- uh, rush defense. However, Aaron Donald is unhealthy, so we're not exactly sure about that situation. But uh, nevertheless, they are going to try to use Nick Chubb as much as possible. Now to the backfield. Talk about some running backs that could still potentially be out this week, but really hoping that most of them play. Uh, we'll start it off with James Conner. He did not practice today. He is still expected to play, which he better because I did not draft Jalen Samuels in any league. What do you what do you what are you thinking of this one? With that the- offense is just really struggling to figure out what's going on. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure about anything, honestly. So Mason Rudolph now the starting quarterback of the Steelers. Um, I, I don't. I mean, James Conner being down is is detrimental for sure because he is someone they can rely on. Um, he hasn't been uber effective so far this year. However, he is still a top ten running back. However, I think there's going to be more of a split carry if he does, in fact, not play this week. I would see Benny Snell getting actually some touches this week to go along with Jalen Samuels. I could see that. I think one of them so could the have kids more. Got, why not? More, yeah, more of a receiving uh, opportunity for Jalen Samuels and more of a you know first and second down potential for, um, for uh, Snell. So I just, I don't know. I'm interested to see that, but I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that James Conner is ready to play. Oh, me too. Even though, even though San Francisco's defense is been their run good. defense is actually pretty good. They're only allowed seventy three yards on the ground the past two games. Obviously, it's only week two. That's it. It's going to be week three, but that's still something to take note of. But James Conner, if he's playing, you got to you got to start him. You can't you can't not unless you have other options where you're flooded. You know, at running back. But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a situation where you have to monitor it Saturday night, Sunday morning. And then go from there because if he's healthy, you play him. Exactly. I don't, think, I don't think you have any doubts about it. You have to play him. Exactly. Now this backfield, Kansas City, LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams both did not practice today. What do you what are you making of this? This is, I mean, this this offense, if your name's not Travis Kelsey, seems like there's no consistency almost. Well, that's that's an understatement. But Going into this week, it's going to be Chiefs-Ravens going to be a, probably the best game of the week, in my opinion. Easily game of the week. So the thing about this is the fact that the, Raven, the Chiefs aren't going to run the ball entirely too much against the Ravens. The Ravens have a very, very good rush defense. Okay, so I'm, I'm not so much concerned as the, for this one. I think Damian Williams will be fine. I think he is going to play. However, um, if he doesn't, then this opens the opportunity for Darwin Alexander. And that's going to be the key one. Is be- Darwin Thompson? Oh, God. Darwin Alexander. Darwin oh, Thompson. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, Darwin. It, it happens. Who's Darwin Alexander? I don't know. Does he exist? Okay. We're going to look it up. Google it later. Um, Dar- so this opens it up for Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson um, has been the, 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 the boy wonder that they've, you know, uh, tried to unleash on the NFL and that they're, you know, waiting in the wings for. However, they do still have Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, but if both of them are banged up, both of them have the, you know, are, are the, the questionable tag on themselves, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm not sure I would play either one of them at this point. I know it's a high-power offense, and if Damian Williams is playing, I would definitely you know, consider it. He would be the one I would, I would yeah. start. Yeah, I would definitely consider it, but this is going to be a pass-happy game, man. I mean, do you want to gonna... know how many yards the Ravens have given up on the ground in the past two games? It's like 30. 
20. Yeah. <laughs> 20.5. That is insane. They're not going to keep that up the entire season. This is the best offense they're going to see all season long. It's because it's the best offense. Exactly. Um, Well, technically the Ravens actually have a better offense (laughs) now, but you get where we're going with this. I'm still firing up. I I can see LaShawn not playing and Damian playing and then Darwin getting some touches just to see what he's got. I mean, this, this is a big game. Why not throw a young guy into a, this, this is a potential playoff depending on how both teams end up, but we could even see like an AFC championship matchup. That's how, that's how good Lamar's looking right now. And the, the passing game with Mark Andrews. So, so definitely something to monitor, but Darwin, he should be picked up in most leagues. I imagine he's, I mean, he was probably drafted in most leagues because of the, the it factor. And they were hoping he was going to get his opportunities alongside Damian Williams. And then they signed LaShawn McCoy and things changed. So I'm, I'm interested to see if both, you know, if, if both of them are still active, if both of them are active, um, I'm interested to see how long it's going to take going forward for, for Darwin Thompson to play. Exactly. And it seems to be that LaShawn McCoy is, he's, he's old. He's on, he he's on the had, other side of the, the older he's had his moments. He's had his moments exactly. so far, the first two games. So I'm, exactly. I'm not, I don't think they're giving up on him yet, but. Uh, Devin Singletary. Oof. What? That is such a shame. Now, day-to-day, as of now on his hammy, it could have been a lot worse since it was a non-contact. So we could have lost him for the entire season. What, hammies hammies what are, are not day-to-day. Hammies are nothing to mess with. And they're, they're not day-to-day. They're no, not a day-to-day. Definitely not. Those soft tissue muscles are not a day-to-day thing. All it takes is one calf strain, one, one quad strain, whatever it is. Hamstrings are up there as one of the worst you can get, especially as a running back where you need to be shifty, you need to be elusive. Um, so this one's definitely troublesome given the fact that he is all of those things. He was showing that through the first two weeks he, that he has all those intangibles to be a top-end uh, running back. This was tough. I watched this one. I watched it happen. I saw him come up limping, and it sucked. So they're saying, I mean, the, the, gore, the gore situation is going to be the one to, to watch now because if he doesn't play, then you're going to look at – Frank Gore is going to get 15 rushing attempts. I, I would chalk him up as a running back too. Yeah. Bengals are not a good team. They're giving up no. 165 on the ground right now. Is that, is that good or is that – actually, that's that the, like second worst in the NFL, I think. Oh, uh, it's, it's not good. can tell you that <laughs> much. But – it's they should they should win this. It is the Bills Bills Mafia. It is at home for first them. So first home game exactly. They're two and zero in uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey, <laughs> right now. I, I I'm hoping I'm hoping that they really do take it very cautiously with Devin Singletary, and we I think we mentioned it in the last episode as well. He's he's the future. He is the future running back of this team. Frank Gore can Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon can totally totally beat the Bengals. We said it, we said it you know before, but Frank Gore, I would start him. TJ Yeldon, monitor it. I I don't I personally don't think he's going to play. Devin Singletary though, I don't think he sh- I don't think he should given the type of injury it is. But day to day, it's just very interesting that they like. I mean, I would just I would just give him the questionable tag. You know what I mean? Like I would just give him the doubtful tag. But day to day for a for a hamstring injury is. A little ambitious. Right. So you know. we'll see what happens with that. Uh, to the wide receiver position, Deshaun Jackson. 
and Alshon, I guess. But Alshon, more of a chance to actually play this week where Deshaun Jackson, they're already saying he's not going to play this week. Insert our boy Nelson Aguilar, who I think besides Demarcus Robinson, he has been like one of the top, top, top pickups this week on the waiver wire, as he should be. And you've mentioned him preseason before. He mm-hmm. just wasn't given the chance. That's why. I mean, that clearly when he get when he got the chance last week, he absolutely he, do- he dominated. <laughs> but I think he had a drop pass too, didn't he? Yes. As well, which could have been a touchdown. Very well could have been a touchdown. So he could have even had a better game. So Deshaun Jackson will not play this week. May, could see it maybe go another week. I think initial reports were two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, it's week to week at this point. So right. I think two weeks seems more, you know, justified. And they're definitely going to want to because Carson Wentz loves him, Deshaun Jackson, and having think, that deep threat come like playoff time. This on. this is the perfect opportunity for Miles Sanders to get his fill. That's what it is. This is the perfect situation to run the ball. Okay, Miles Sanders is a dynamic running back. They drafted him with that purpose in mind. He is going to be your running back of the future. He has not gotten enough carries through the first two weeks of the season. Zach Ertz is going to be the, you know, the blanket, obviously, because he always is. But this should give them the reason to run the rock. Okay, see what this kid Sanders has to offer. I have him on so many teams. For the love of God, run him. Okay, I'm sick of starting him and worrying if he's actually going to get enough opportunity. This, this could be the week. I mean, Detroit doesn't have a good run defense at least right now again it's a very small scale that we're seeing as far as this the stats of you know defense and offense mm-hmm. in total I, I personally think it's the Jordan Howard curse where any backfield that he is a part of it just it just brings everyone down yeah and he's, you need to wait <laughs> you need to wait until he starts to become like the, the hindrance by week like seven or eight and then they're like all right you know what now we'll play sanders more exactly yeah. now, now we'll do we, it we realized how bad you really oh, are God almighty so we're not going to play you anymore but <sighs> it's so infuriating it really is to the quarterback position cam daddy your boy <laughs> Cam, What's going on with that? Talk Cam, to us. Cam Superman. Oh, God. So now we're getting reports that Kyle Allen is going to potentially get the start, um, or it's, it's going towards that direction where Cam is not going to play, um, and Kyle Allen is going to get the start. This is, this is all kinds of terrible. I mean, I am just so sad because I drafted him. I, I have stood behind him. He Cam was like your always, top. He's like Cam top has always finished. Cam has always <laughs> finished as a top five quarterback. He has always finished as one of the best uh, each and every year. Struggled through the first two weeks of the season. Granted, like I had said before, he was coming back from a shoulder issue that kept him out of the last two games last year. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, affected him this year as well. And if it, Clear, if it Clearly, but he still yeah, threw I mean, over 300 yards last week. Which right, is- and they're going up against an Arizona uh, defense that is not notoriously, you know, good great well they have been they've gotten better it's not there so yeah they still they've gotten you know they're 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 a they're a defense that i really had very low um you know (laughs) belief in 328 through the air and 149 on the ground right exactly so i didn't really have that good (laughs) so i didn't have that much faith in them but if if cam is out this starts to affect a lot of pieces however cam like we said cam hasn't played extraordinarily well uh, in the first two weeks of the season so if kyle Allen does step in yes it is still a pretty deep downgrade but dj moore is still going to get his fill greg olson is still going to get his fill but i think c cmc takes a huge step forward this week so um but yeah this is one to monitor with last week oh my god cmc got 
bottled up last week. But that's I think, thing. yeah. If you're Arizona, you got you have to stack the box. You gotta you gotta get a spy on CMC. Just spy him all you want, Sputnik. You I, Sputnik him if you want. He's right? he's. It is, I think if Cam doesn't play, if Cam does not play, I think McCaffrey still could go off for 100. Get like 10 catches, yeah, because yeah. Kyle Allen could check it down. Absolutely. But, you're still going to start, like you said, you're still going to start DJ Moore, Greg yep. Olson. But, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of have that in the back of your mind, like, ooh, I, I don't want to start them, but I kind of have to. Yeah, because the, the, the way to think about it is, well, Cam hasn't been great to start the year anyway, so what could Kyle Allen bring to the table? That's exactly. Different. It's not going to be like – I've seen plenty of pundits that come out and say that, you know, there's a very good chance the Panthers look for their quarterback of the future this year in the draft. Well, they also they have Kyle Allen, who is two years out. I, I know Will Greer, but I, I didn't take much account to Will Greer being drafted. I just – I don't get – I didn't get that one personally. Third round did they take him? Was it? Or did they sure. take him early? Or no, I don't think it was earlier than that. It wasn't earlier than that. But, yeah, there are people who think that they could be looking for a new, you know, franchise quarterback, which I think is a little premature. But given his injury history and given his lack of production the last year or two, then – I don't think it is. I don't think it's that premature. I mean, hell, they're 0-2 right now. This could be a game that the Cardinals win. This could be their first win. This could be Kyler's. If Kyle Allen is starting, I, I think Cardinals win this game. It's a possibility, yeah. All right. Now, that's it for some injuries, some major injuries that do affect fantasy players uh, alike. Now, a little bit of some news. So, Matt LaFleur, first-time head coach. I, I, I think he's trying to get fired. I don't. I don't know what's going through his brain. I'm sorry. What are what's that record? But they're what they're two and zero. They're two and zero. They're two and zero. But it doesn't matter. Now he's coming out with he wants to even up the carries between Aaron and Jamal Williams. Isn't this why isn't would this you, what Mike McCarthy did last year? Why would you? <laughs> and this is and this is what he did in the beginning of the season for Tennessee last year with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. And then started giving the ball to Derrick Henry when he had 600 yards over like four games and like seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. What, oh, do you, what do you make of this? I mean, do you think this is all like smoke and mirrors? Or Aaron Jones had one of the best uh, weeks he's had in a very long time. No, ever. Game. No, this was literally like his, his best, best week ever. ever. Was his best ever. <laughs> um, why would you come out after a prolific running back on your team has a great week, one of his best week? Against and a division say, you know rival. What? Jamal the Terrible is going to get some more opportunities. What has Jamal Williams proven in this offense? I don't get it. He's decent. He's a good He's a good compliment. He's a good backup when he needs to fill in. Yes, he is a very um, okay is the word. I'm trying to find a nicer word, but he is a very okay backup. Mediocre? Mediocre? Uh, is that yeah, good? We're, in that, we're in that category too, sure. He is a, he is a very okay uh, backup running back to have. But Aaron Jones is so unbelievably efficient, okay? Why are we not giving him the rock 20 times a game? I still do not get it, okay? Speaking as fantasy owners, we really should have, shouldn't have so much bias because we drafted him in that, you know, early third round. We sat him this past week. Yeah, well. But we yeah. still won, doesn't good. matter. Good, good. In, good. Our, in our sports con, but. This is probably why we're 0-2. Um, oh, we're 2-0. and No, I don't mean that one. I mean in general. Oh, yes. Probably, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> But yeah, I just decisions I, like that. I think I think that this gets to like that San Francisco mindset, the 49ers mindset, where if you have this talent, if you have these players that can be efficient, can help the team win, we're gonna use them all. We don't want to burn anybody out. We don't wanna It's like the Spurs. It's like being the Spurs. One player. Yeah. 
which from a fantasy perspective is so nauseating. It's so annoying to have to deal with. Well, not last week for the but, Niners. You're right, but they you have to pick again. But you have to pick the right ones. Exactly. Um, I'll wait to see it with the with the Packers. I'll wait to see what they end up doing with Aaron Jones. If he still gets his, you know, 15 rushing attempts and three or four receptions or so, then I'm fine with it. 20, you know I mean? 23 carries, 116 yeah. yards, one touchdown, four catches for 34 yards is the game he just had. That's a, that's that's a great Stout game. Vikings defense. LaFleur, why would you – I don't understand why he would say that. That's a – and that's – that's a great line. It makes no sense to me why he would say that. It's just, it, it's it's baffling. But that's a that's a great stat line to have, and that's I, running back one numbers right there. That's correct. But, and like you just said, the 49ers, Jeff Wilson, Ugh. preferred red zone guy, just came out that Shanahan said that, but I think that's kind of well known already because he had the two touchdowns in the goal line. Yeah, yeah, they all have the roles. So. Every single one of their running backs has some type of role. And once Tevin comes back, that could be problematic. And I'm still a bit, I am still a fan of Tevin Coleman. Um, they paid him to be their running back. However, you know, when he comes back, he might be walking into kind of a buzzsaw because if the 49ers keep winning and they're winning based on their unusual, <laughs> let's call it, yeah. uh, off- offensive de- uh, decisions. You know, you have, you have Matt Breda who's rushing, a, you know, 10 yards per oh, carry. 100, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a 10 yards per carry guy there who can also catch the ball. You have Raheem Mustard who can catch the ball and, you know, can run between the tackles. And you have Jeff Wilson on the, uh, in the red zone. So it's a well-oiled machine. I, I wanted to see how long it'll last. Right, exactly. They were playing the Bengals last week. But from a, from a fantasy perspective, this matters because it's all about starting the right players. You know, think about it. Tevin Coleman is out on the, in, the, in the running game, so he doesn't factor into that. Trent Taylor is out in the passing game. But once these players start to come back, it's going to make things murkier and murkier. Jalen Hurd added to the equation, and it's just I don't know how I feel about any of this. That being said, though, I do think all three of the San Francisco running backs are startable. I think if you have any of them, you start them. Matt, Matt Breda, probably a RB2, Mostert, Flex. I, Actually, they're all at least Flex plays. I think Matt Breda is, is, yeah, is a high-end RB2. I think that Mostert is a running back three, and I think that um, Jeff Wilson is a Flex option. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all startable. <laughs> I hate ever think we'd be having this conversation. Like, I hate every minute Like this, two weeks but... ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, yeah. very interesting. Um, Sean Payton's not – he's not naming his starting quarterback. Everybody thought it was going to be Teddy Bridgewater. Naturally, throw him in there, see what he's got, especially against the Rams. It was a NFC, you know, rematch. Taysom Hill? Nope. I mean, that's <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill outplayed Teddy Bridgewater in the preseason. He looked pretty good. It's, it's, it's like, do you get more production from Teddy Bridgewater and then using Taysom Hill as your, you know, utility guy on the field, like tight end or – Maybe maybe do some trick trick plays with him, some wildcat stuff. Yeah, right. Um, but then, have, but then, is it wildcat or is it just a quarterback under center? <laughs> it's with the with the with the mindset of running it. It's just a triple option, right? Um, basically, but this Teddy Bridgewater situation is very he's very much an enigma to me because I have always touted him as a you know a very very good prospect or quarterback in the NFL, and when he's played he hasn't lived up to what I even thought he was. And some people I read articles and it's like, well, you know, he hasn't played enough to warrant it. And you know, he still has time. People shouldn't give up on him. And others who are like, what do we see? That's not, that's, you know, great about him. He did have flaws in college with which people called out on him. You know, he doesn't have a laser arm. He doesn't throw the ball hard. 
You know, he, there's a lot of things about him that are like, he's frail. He's not a big guy. I just, I get it. Um, but I think they're going to commit to him because if they want to win, I still do think Teddy Bridgewater is the better option, but it's a, it's a problem. I, I mean, it is. This can spell a problem for a lot of players on this, you know, highly drafted Saints offense. My, uh, Michael Thomas, Kamara, you st- you still have to start him. I mean, you can't. Even Jared Cook. Jared Cook is still probably for me. He's a blanket. It's a security blanket over the middle. I do think that Jared Cook is still, a, you know, a viable starter. You drafted him as a top five tight end. You have to start him. Exactly. And, and like I, like we said in the episode uh, earlier this week, give the, give them a little bit of practice because Teddy hasn't been practicing with them as with the intention of, I mean, you threw the guy right into the game against the Rams. Right. And now they're going to play, now they're going to play Seattle. Um, who has allowed quite a bit of passing yards. The Legion of Boom no more. Um, they are allowing a lot of yards through the air. So I think this is a nice easing game. This could be a higher scoring game, honestly. This could be a 30 to 28 kind of game. So I, I'm i hoping that this is his you know, coming out party. Now, people are asking. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing the rumblings on Twitter. Like, how do you, how do you value Michael Thomas? I mean, I, I still think that he has top 10 he could still finish top 10. I mean, when you're a good receiver, you're a good receiver. We've seen DeAndre, I, I mean, still perform because w- without Deshaun or without well, – yeah. I don't even know who else got hurt. But, I mean, the guy, he still did it when he had a terrible quarterback. We're talking a lot worse than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. There were years where, where DeAndre Hopkins, they wasted – you know, the Texans did. Before, before Deshaun Watson came around, they wasted a lot of years of DeAndre Hopkins' career with a terrible quarterback situation. But – Yes, he's got it done. But if you actually look at Hopkins during, that, during those seasons, there, he had a lot of missed games too. He had a lot of games where he didn't perform as well because – True, because quarterback. he had quarterback, exactly. So I think that's going to potentially be the case for Michael Thomas and for Juju Smith-Schuster um, in the upcoming weeks. I think Mason Rudolph is going to have a little bit more of a success in Pittsburgh. But Teddy Bridgewater, that one's – and also because – Mason Rudolph's the quarterback for the season now. Teddy Bridgewater is done once Breeze comes back in four or five weeks. Exactly. If it is, if it right. is Teddy. If, right. Correct. So I think it's a little different, but I, I do think that could happen. You could see Michael Thomas come out and, you know, have nine catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. You could also see Michael Thomas come out and have three receptions for 45 yards. I, it's worrisome, but he is your number one pick. He is still one of the most talented players in the NFL, and he's a start, you know, a start every week. And the soft Seattle secondary helps. And Mason Rudolph, he threw a lot at Oklahoma State. Yes. They so throw the ball a lot there. He's not a stranger to throwing the ball 40 times a game, which for Juju, I think Juju has a little bit better situation than Michael Thomas, whereas they could still finish in the same area. So I don't think their value really drops that much. Same with Kamara. Um, let's, move, let's, let's move this along. Let's go. Let's jump into our Sunday dinner segment. I'm going to make him an offer, Cameron. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. You ask us questions and we answer them for you. It's pretty straightforward. So the first one comes from a new follower, JL. I know you at I know you, JJ. Uh, appreciate the, uh, the question, my man. Uh, 0.5 PPR. He needs one wide receiver, right? We got Julian Edelman, Demarcus Robinson. Tyrell Williams, Jarvis Landry, and Josh Gordon. That is a hell of a situation to be in. That- <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great problem to have. However, I think all of them have, not question marks, but I'm... Some of them do for me. 
Edelman, Gordon, I think with Antonio, with the emergence now of Antonio Brown, it seems like honestly, he's not going to be suspended. He's not going to be put on the exempt list. Everything is looking at least as of right now, it's looking like he's going to play. He's going to continue to keep playing. And who are, who are they playing this week? Playing the Jets? That's my point. <laughs> so that's why, like Edelman, Gordon, you may not even see them. They'll, they'll get their fill, but it could be a Sonny Michelle. It could be a Rex Burkhead. The Patriots are home for that game. So I could see them winning 45 to nothing again. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So that'll be a fun game to watch on Sunday. So yeah, out of those five, it depends on the health of Tyrell. Uh, because out of those, I think I'd probably go – I mean, that's the problem, though, is Minnesota's got a great defense, a great secondary. And I know last week they didn't, you know, perform as well as they should have. However, um, they do have a very good secondary. So if Tyrell Williams is the only receiver on the team that I trust completely, there's a good chance that he's going to be double-covered. The answer for me – oh, God. The answer for me is Demarcus Robinson. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, you got the number one – High power Demarcus, offense. It, Demarcus Robinson is, we've talked about this last episode, is the fact that Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, they're all going to have their fill at some point, uh, especially while Tyreek Hill is out. While, when Tyreek Hill comes back, it's a different story. But for the time being, they're all 1As, 1Bs, and 1Cs. Okay? They all have a role and responsibility in this offense. And it all depends on who gets covered by who and who Patrick Mahomes is thrown to. Okay? One of them is not going to have more of a fill than the other. It's, it's purely based on their opportunity. So I do like Demarcus Robinson this week. Best offense by far in the NFL, in my opinion. And I think he has not the same type of week he had last week because last week was so dynamic. But at the same time, I really think he could have a, you know, a top 15 wide receiver week. This, you know, it's coming. Right. But then again, it's on the other hand, like I could also see him having a dud. That's, I, that's the chance you take. And this is, that's the problem with it is that is the chance you take. However, that could be the same, can be said about Tyra Williams against Minnesota. Well, Minnesota, I mean, you got, you're looking at, the best cornerbacks in the league. Yeah, the best team Secondary in it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you're looking at the Patriots wide receivers who are going to play in a terrible game against the Jets. And the fact that Antonio is now there. And I just, I don't know who's getting the ball exactly. So like we saw last week, James White really didn't get targeted too much. Granted, it was Miami. Let's not, you know, let's not look too much into that. However, exactly. it's, it, they have a lot of weapons and they have to spread it out. And these games against these bad teams, they might just not use those players, you know, exponentially. Who is the fifth one? Uh, so I, it's actually the guy that I may be leaning a little bit towards. Oh. It's half, half point PPR, Jarvis Landry. Now that oh, no. I know he hasn't gotten much, but they're playing the Rams and they're going to have to keep up with the Rams because I think the Rams are definitely going to try to run the ball. With It's it's a Sunday night game, so it gives a little bit more rest. I, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I think Tyrell Williams, I would, I would definitely say Tyrell. If they weren't playing anyone – like if they were playing anyone else – or many other teams, but the fact that that's secondary, man, that secondary is good for Minnesota, even though Devonta Adams just torched him, but that's also Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, which Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. Let's, <laughs> let's be real here, but yeah, mine's, mine's between Demarcus Robinson and Julian Edelman. Oh boy. I think Edelman still has his role in that offense. I don't know how much it's going to be. He's he would be the touch. safest. He would be the safest player. Yeah, I think he's the safest. Um, I you know I his you know his floor. He's probably going to get six, seven targets. Yeah, he could end up with five for sixty yards. And now watch, now watch, uh, watch Josh Gordon be the leader of the group here. Oh, Josh God. Gordon, Josh Gordon scores three touchdowns against the Jets and McCall. Oh my God! I'm just saying it's a possibility, but that's the best really we can do for you. Really, really hope not. Uh, now, long time, I guess, uh, lifelong 
since the the life of the fantasy fam you know he's um our boy jd at coffee bean he's been one of our top followers and top listeners you know ever since the beginning so we truly truly appreciate that my man uh and he's asking this is actually this is a good question now there's probably people out there that are you know kind of frustrated by the performance of some guys uh such as let's say like a mike williams or uh adam thielen who's not really playing up to his full potential but then that goes back to the play of Kirk cousins who isn't really playing that well um do you start someone like a Nelson Aguilar or Demarcus Robinson or even McCole Hardman? He's asking over the likes of, you know, a Thielen. He threw out Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup had a very good game last week. Um, I'm looking more so at like Adam Thielen or Mike Williams. Now, we, uh, we typically say don't get cute. Yeah, don't get cute. And you shouldn't because you're going to still start Adam Thielen regardless. Now, if you had Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, and then needed someone else, yeah, I would say start Nelson Aguilar actually over all of those other guys. That's that's who I would. Um, uh, well, they're playing Adam, the Lions. Adam Thielen is still the number one for me. Um, I think that Minnesota has to get it together offensively. To they have. They have to. Yeah. That is probably the toughest division in football this year. Not named and, Dalvin Cook, though, because he's yeah, the only yeah. performing. <laughs> but their passing game has to get much more in tune with each other. And I still think Adam Thielen is just a, a week in, week out, a great play. And he's going up against the Oakland secondary. Come on. Let's be real here. Adam Thielen against Oakland is going – this has the makings of him torching them. 355 yards through the air they're averaging. Okay, there, there we go. Exactly. And <laughs> well, Patrick Mahomes – also threw for 400. So I guess, I guess you could take that game out of it, you know? Right. Right. And then that is fair. Yeah. That's, right? that's it's, but it's still, it shows, it shows the proof that, you know, they give up a lot of yards through the air. Um, but yeah, the Aguilar one is going to be one this week. We're going to see a lot because if Alshon is banged up and he does play, is he going to be a hundred percent? Deshaun Jackson is not going to play. Uh, you know, JJR Siegel Whiteside is still not, he's still getting worked into the offense. So yeah, Aguilar kind of is the de facto number one. <sighs> I get why you want to play him, but I've seen him disappear before. I know I've touted him and I know I love him. I've talked about how much I do. However, he has burned me in the past and there's a chance he burns people this week as well. It's just the truth. I, I, I like Aguilar. I mean, I've, I've talked about how much I like Aguilar, but he burns people and it happens. And who's the third one, by the way, was it was Adam Thielen and who, who's his other starter? Mike Uh, Williams. Well, he said, yeah, Mike Williams, Uh, Mike Williams. I don't, I don't see, well, Mike Williams wasn't healthy last week, and he st- and I so I benched him, and he still he's managed- still, he still actually had a decent game though. Yeah, he yeah. still managed to catch some passes. So Mike Williams is a guy who's I don't want to say he's boomer bust because that's not true. However, um, he, he is kind of, he kind of <laughs> he is injured, and he is that guy that guy who could catch three passes for you know fifty yards, or he could catch you know eight passes for one hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. So. Uh, take with that what you what you want. If you're willing to take that risk, then I, I would go Adam Thielen, Mike Williams. Let's get into some matchups. Why don't you uh, talk talk about some matchups that you really like this week? Awesome. So there are there are four four great matchups. I think offensively, fantasy wise, there are four really really great matchups this week uh, that I am interested in. We should discuss a little bit about each of them, just to kind of you know throw out some players that we might be missing that you know could see some exposure given the fact that it's such a high. These could be high scoring games. These could be big offensive matchups. Obviously, let's start with the big one: Baltimore Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Game of the week, most likely. 
I, I hope. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it has all the makings, even though everybody is saying that the Chiefs – I mean, on, on ESPN, it's they're a 71.8% matchup predictor to win. What's the, what's the point spread on this one? I want to know. It's probably like, what, like 15? So it looks like that the Chiefs – well, because the Chiefs are home, and that is a very tough place to play. It is the – I mean, it's freaking loud there. It's, <laughs> uh, they are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. If the Chiefs' offense gets rolling, and the over-under is 52-and-a-half. Oh, my Lord. It's 52-and-a-half? I said, like, 59. <laughs> 52 and a half, honestly. Wow. I'm, taking, I'm, taking the I'm taking the over. I'll take the over because neither of them. But like you said, I mean, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. No matter what defense he's going up against, it's not like last year when we talked about Lamar Jackson where he dominated the Chargers the first game. Second game in the playoffs against the Chargers, they completely shut him down because that was the second time they saw him. Patrick Mahomes, you could try to shut him down right now, but the guy is – Electric. Oh, my God. It's it, – it's, 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 it's amazing yeah it's, it's so he's putting incredible. up he's putting up 406 yards uh per game through the air on, seven, <laughs> on 78 attempts uh, lamar is putting up 318 yards per game through the air on 63 attempts oh my god 63 times he has thrown the ball and he is averaging 318 yards per game that is really really extraordinary and he ran a lot more last week than he did the first week he so, actually had a fantastic yeah. game on the ground last week. Where oh, yeah. great week last uh, last week uh, on the ground. So who are your so talk about the specific matchup? Who are your sure. I guess your your must starts? Like who do we? Obviously Mahomes, Lamar. You got to you, you fire those guys up. Right, obviously. But my my interest is in the fact that Kansas City is allowing 263 yards through the air. Baltimore is allowing 254 yards through the air. So both defenses, when it comes to their secondaries, they are actually allowing quite a bit of yardage. And it's right. kind of funny, too, because Kansas City isn't known right now to have, like, a good secondary. They don't have a good defense. But they have a good pa- – the pass rush is there. So, Which, when you have a good pass rush, you usually have a – you know, the secondary can kind of get away with it. Exactly. I think every player on this offense has a chance to be started this week. Let's well, go to Kansas, Kansas City. You have Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins. All three of them are in that category of – Five receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. All of them also in the category of getting completely excluded from the offense. Yep. Um, if any of them is going to have it happen to this week, I th- – oh, God. I think it's going to be McCall, McCall Hardman. You can't even say Sammy, but then, but then again, you can. He had 13 targets last week. I know. damn it's, targets. It's so, so difficult. Six catches, though. For like but that's the thing yards. is that if he gets those same 12 this week, it's not going to be six catches again. You know what I mean? Like, if he gets 13, 13 uh, passes thrown his way this week – He's going to have eight receptions. He's going to have 150, you know, 150 yards, and he's going to have a touchdown. So I think we need to, you know, allow that as well. But I do think Demarcus Robinson has a good week. I'm so if I'm picking out of the bunch, I'd probably pick McCall Hardman. However, all of the pieces on this offense are worthwhile of a start. We've talked about Damian Williams, so we're not going to get into that. But Baltimore, can we talk about how Mark Andrews is the number one tight end in fantasy through the first two weeks of the season? So I got all, all the reports, everything Maybe. coming out. I mean, it's I'm, – I'm just I'm, – I'm upset that I didn't believe it. Mm. And I don't know. I, I, I still do, I guess. I mean, the guy's dominating. He's absolutely dominating. I'm just very happy for the Ravens that out of all of their 15 first-round tight ends – <laughs> One of them hit. Seasons, one of them actually decided to – to do good. 
So there are Max Williams, Max William, Nick Boyle, Hayden Hurst, uh, Dennis Pitta. Oh uh, my God. The list goes goes on and on. Dennis Pitta. Oh, I loved watching him play. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown right now is the number four wide receiver in PPR formats. 12 catches, 233 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. For the season so far. Him and Lamar have a very, very special chemistry. He is now becoming a must start on the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver court. It's really crazy. I, I mean, we knew the kid. We knew the kid was good coming out of college, but this, this is, this is they call, unreal. They call him Hollywood for God's sakes, right? Hey. Mark Ingram, fire yeah. him up, obviously. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Everybody on this offense is a is a start at, for this week. I'm I'm excited. The defenses, though, maybe steer steer away from uh, Baltimore. Would, honestly, Baltimore. Guess... Even if you have Baltimore defense, I would still. Uh, I I don't like going up against Kansas City. And that, and that's the thing though too. And here's the here's the other thing. Like I'm I'm kind of being premature with dropping them. They're playing Cleveland the week after, and then they got the Steelers and then the Bengals. So you're looking at, oh, I mean, all division games, which is amazing to see. Right. But the Steelers, the Browns, B- Bengals could be an easy one for them. Uh, Browns, we can't really chalk that up to anything because the Jets. I'm not even looking that's at that fine. performance. That's just right. a. Yeah, that's fine. That's just the we'll just breeze by that. I mean, until they actually play a decent team. But <laughs> I, oh god. Anyway. So the Ravens D. I mean, if you want to start them, by all means, they they may get to Mahomes a couple times, maybe even pick them off. Chances are that that might not happen. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's yeah, that's gonna be the best game of the week to watch, bar none. I I mean, I hope. Um, but let's move on to the second one, which is actually the game I'm probably the most interested in. This one or the next one. Um, it's Texans Chargers. Ooh. Okay. It's what I call it is the battle of the backup running backs. Okay. I like it. It's, yeah. Carlos Hyde. Eckler is no backup though. He is though, technically. I think, I mean, he's having a fantastic start to the season, but you have Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson against Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Literally, that's their running back situation. It's kind of fascinating. It's actually. kind of it's kind of interesting. One loss to an ACL injury, one of them holding out. So uh, it's, but all of them are finding a way to get it done. Um, Austin Eckler has been a revelation for that Chargers offense. I read something that actually he's on pace. If he like, if he actually continues this and still gets a lot of catches out of the backfield and does what he does on the ground, he's looking at like a Ladanian Tomlinson type season, which is insanely bold to say. But yeah, that's a bold statement. It really is. But the guy, he looks, he looks electric. They're using him to as much of his ability as they can. <laughs> and he's handling it, which we've seen him do in the past before. This, yeah. is, this is an exciting it's, game, it's, too. It, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, the one I'm, the interest that I have is because I have a, quite a bit of, of DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins last week had a, had a pretty tough matchup um, going up against that Jacksonville secondary. And we saw that he didn't really have his best game. Well, this week coming up, he's going up yet again against a pretty decent secondary in the Los Angeles Chargers. It's going to be another interesting matchup for DeAndre Hopkins. Do not get disappointed if he does not, you know, fulfill the, the 11 receptions, you know, 175 yards and a touchdown. It's not, I don't think it's going to happen this week. Don't, I don't say that, please. I don't. I have, I have 17 yards. They're only allowing through the air. Yeah, they're, they're a good, they are a very good secondary. Um, so Without especially if they, get, if they get pressure on um, – on Deshaun Watson, which they could, which they're going to. I just, <laughs> I, I see this as a good game, but I do. People need to kind of temper down their, you know, uh, their expectations for Hopkins this week. I think he could go off because he's the best wide receiver in the game. However, he also could fall short because this is a good secondary. So that's the only one I 
like to Car- point Carlos out. Hyde could actually be a very sneaky that's, play this week. That's what I was going to say as well. He is looking – this is crazy. It's like ageless Carlos Hyde. I mean, what is with some of these older guys, him, Frank Gore? I mean, even LaShawn, like who still looks decent when he's actually healthy and playing. But they're giving up 148 on the ground, mind you, only two weeks. But still, I – Not a good start. <laughs> I think Carlos Hyde is actually a sneaky running back to play this week. They're using him too. They are using exactly. him here. I, I, I knew this was going to happen with Duke. I just it's it's such a shame for Duke because it's like well, but but Duke got his carries last week and he actually looked pretty decent too. I think he had six carries for like fifty yards or but he's he's getting the the yards per touch, but they're not using him in the passing game. No, they will. They're they're gonna use him, but they still remember they have a lot of weapons. DeAndre Hopkins, they have well, Fuller, still Fuller, Fuller, Kenny Still, Kiki Kuche. Um, you know, Carlos Hyde, you know, they don't use a tight end. No tight end. (laughs) Yeah, but but still, they have a lot of offensive pieces here. So I understand it'll come in time. But Carlos Hyde, you're right, is a a nice sneaky pick uh, to start this week. So um, if you have him, he's a great flex option. So third game is up there with uh, that Texans-Chargers game is the Rams at the Browns. Ooh. Okay, so both teams have been tested both physically and morally in the past few weeks. Sunday night, too. Yeah. So the Rams have scored I pointed I wanted to point this out because I think it's interesting is these were supposed to be two of the higher scoring teams in the NFL and granted two weeks uh, on paper but the Rams have only scored 57 points in the first two weeks which is really not you were expecting a little bit more than that granted 57 somewhat respectable 57 per game no 50, yeah right yeah it's possible right. how well they were last year <laughs> but Cleveland has scored 36 points through the first two weeks of the season combined that's that's terrible and 20 23 of them were against the not <laughs> awful against the Jets, which you can't even you, against the you Jets. Can't even add that in there. They should have scored more. <laughs> yeah. So this one's interesting because I do think that you're going to see a matchup. I think it's always trying to figure out who gets matched up against Denzel Ward. Um, my money is is still on Brandon Cooks. <laughs> I, I just I think he gets matched up with Denzel Ward, which is not a great matchup. I love Brandon Cooks, and I have him on plenty of teams, so this one's going to hurt. But my week this week is going to be for Cooper Cup. Oh, yes. Big. Cooper Cup is my favorite, one of my favorite starts this week. I think Cooper Cup is going to have a wonderful week against that uh, nickel uh, – yeah, the, the nickel corner basically for the, for the um, Cleveland Browns. I mean, they can put these guys anywhere. Robert Woods, Brandon Cook, like yeah, they mix them around want, a lot. Like, oh, you want to play the slot? This, this, this oh yeah, sure. I'll yeah, the slot this. But this you theory. usually see Cooks. You usually see Cooks on the outside. Yep. Um, you usually see Cups somewhere in the middle. So I like to see Cups, um, you know, playing that slot position. Uh, so I think he has a very nice week this week. And I'm saying it, putting it in stone. This is going to be Jared Goff's bounce back week. I hope so. It is. I, I think he throws for 300 to two plus touchdowns. How do, how do you feel about our boy Todd? Oh, God. I, 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 I was hoping just, we wouldn't bring this up. Um, I, me neither, but he still is the leading rusher on the team. He's got 30 carries, 160 yards, and one touchdown overall so far in the season, which, yeah, is, which is still really good. But by this point last year, <laughs> I think Todd Gurley had completely taken himself apart from anyone else in the running back yeah, fantasy. 300, like 300 total yards, four touchdowns. Seven touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was absolutely insane what he was doing. It's just, could could this be a game where he actually scores multiple touchdowns? I mean, are you? They're not. They're not using him in the passing game. They didn't use him in the passing game at all against the Saints. The now, my turn, the play calling was. Bad. It was the game flow like this for him? Rams, yeah, it was bad for him. 
right? And the Rams even look like they struggled a tad bit, like on offense as well. Now, mind you, the Saints defense is obviously a lot better mm-hmm. than what it was, and they are one of the better ones in the in the definitely in the NFC, uh, let alone the actual league. But this this could be a high scoring game, even though both defenses are somewhat decent. But I'm I'm hoping for a high scoring game. Sunday night football. Prime yeah. time. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping for like a 35 to 32 game or that something would be of that nature. Amazing. Yeah, I am. Um, last game I want to talk about <clears throat> before we move on to our last segment is the Lions at the Eagles. Okay, I think this is gonna be an underratedly good game. We finally have Matthew Stafford back. Okay, he is back. Okay, he looks like he did four or five years ago. Okay. I just hope he keeps it up. And the thing that what makes it wonderful to me is that my thought process about Kenny, Kenny Galladay is coming true because of Matt Stafford's successes. Mm. Kenny Galladay looks awesome out there. He looks like, amazing. Absolutely awesome out there. And it's so much fun to watch too because he's still so young. Right. The only problem with this Lions offense is their utilization of Kerryon Johnson. Okay. So another one we're gonna, another one I don't want to talk about because I do love Carryon Johnson and I think he's gonna come back into form. I think they're gonna use him more. Unfortunately, this is not the week. Um, Philadelphia Eagles have one of the, the best front sevens. Granted, they are missing some few pieces. Malik Jackson's out. Uh, Timmy Jernigan, I believe, is out. So they are missing some pieces on that defensive line. However, Philadelphia has a notoriously very good run defense, and this is probably not the week for him. If you have to start him, you have to start him. However, he is one of my pivot plays this week where I'm going to probably find someone else. Could be a very, very Matthew Stafford heavy. I could see Marvin Jones having a good game. Yeah. Hawkinson could actually have more than seven yards like he did last week. Yeah. This Philadelphia secondary is allowing 340 yards through the air. 350 on ESPN, it says. Oh, wow. So yeah. somewhere in between. Either, so way, either way, it's not good. And this, yeah, the Lions it's, secondary, considering they have all-pro Darius Slay, they're giving up 300 yards too. So take your pick, Carson Wentz or Matthew Stafford. Who is like okay? Who has who has more points, Matthew for, Stafford oh, or Carson Wentz? For the first two weeks of the season, it's it's Matthew Stafford. No, no, no. I'm saying like this this game. Who this game? Oh, yeah, this who do you game? like? Who do you like better, Matthew Stafford or Carson Wentz? I am going with the team that I think is going to win, and I am going to go with Matthew Stafford. Ooh, you think the Lions? I do. I think the Lions win this game, and I think Matthew Stafford has another good game, two plus touchdowns. Um, I think the Lions win this one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on the side of Matthew Stafford in Philly too. I know it's in Philly. I like it, and I'm I'm actually gonna agree with you because I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't think I need to say <laughs> anything else. That's yeah. But another thing that I want to just mention before we move on to the last segment is the fact that rookie tight ends, guys, everyone listening, T.J. Hawkinson had a great great first game. It was unreal. He, he was non-existent in week two. Literally didn't exist. Like he I wasn't even on the field. He wasn't. He wasn't even there. Okay, imaginary friend at his finest. That's all he was. So it's going to happen to rookie tight ends. It happens to every rookie tight end not named Gronkowski or Evan Ingram. Be aware of it. He's going to have really good weeks, and he's also going to have weeks where he completely disappears. It happens to the best of us. It it really does. So, but you're still going to start him because naturally, it's you're you're Kyle Rudolphs, you're OJ Howard's. (laughs) What what the hell? I don't want to say. Well, right? Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph, that one bothers me a little bit, but the OJ Howard one is just—it's like a like a like a punch to the gut. It's like a yeah. It's like <sighs> anyway. Like why? So, so last last thing we'll talk about before we close out the show is some of our starts for the upcoming week. 
Um, I'm just going to rattle off a few that we have discussed. Some of the guys that we love this week to start. Let's start it off with our guy we just talked about. Matthew Stafford, for me, is a must-start this week. Yeah, love me some Kenny Galladay. I'm actually 40 going, yards. I mean, I'm upset that I actually didn't even like think of Matthew Stafford at all this season. Like, no one did. No exactly, one did. and that's the thing. Come you on. look at a lot of people's rankings, and he is clearly outside of the top 15, probably close to like the 20. Yeah, in in just on, on average, he used to be a perennial, you know, top, you know, eight to 12 guy in most people's rankings, and for the last year or two, I mean, geez, he hasn't even cracked my top 20. So that's a that's an interesting one, and I do like Matthew Stafford this week against the Eagles, as we just talked about. And then fire up Galladay, obviously, and I, I like yeah. Marvin, I like Marvin Jones. That's yeah, I like Marvin Jones. He's good. He's he's turning out to be that reliable. I mean, you saw that one catch he had the other day that was huge for them. Yep. I think that Marvin Jones is definitely becoming that res- that possession receiver for him. So I'm definitely I'm firing up Marvin Jones in well it is a 14 team league so and it's my league. Eh, I'm going too so I guess <laughs> oh, good, good, I guess good. I got to take the points that I can get. <laughs> uh so another start for this week. Wow. So uh, this one I I had questions about coming into the year but he has proved me wrong and that is John Brown with Ugh. the Buffalo Bills going up against that just awful Cincinnati secondary. Um what else could you want here? Josh Allen is going to be a must-start on everybody's list. And who is he going to get paired with? He's going to get paired with his favorite receiver in this offense, and that is John Brown. John Cole, Brown. I like Cole Beasley, too. I know, you like, I know you like Cole Beasley. I think Cole Beasley has seen a lot of targets from, um, from Josh Allen. Um, but for that deep threat guy who's going to just torch this, this Cincinnati secondary, John Brown, man. Oh, my God. I love him this week. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that John Brown does have a good game, and we did talk about this game a little bit, you know, as far as like the Cincinnati defense, which their passing defense is a, a lot better than their run defense. They're giving up 165 on the ground. <laughs> so Frank Gore, I think, is another Frank. And I'm, I mean, if Singletary doesn't play, can TJ Yeldon just can you just give him one touch? Can I just see one fantasy point, please, for the guy? <laughs> like it, it is, it is so irritating to see who what he was. He was a running back one. He was a top. 10 running back top eight running back last year for Jacksonville for the first like seven weeks when Lenny was out what's going what's going on what's going on I don't I don't get it but John Brown I like it the deep threat but then again you know what I mean they they could be up early yeah that's I know it's it's true but I think I mean I think Cincinnati tried to hold their own recently with you know putting up as many points as they have and throwing the ball as much as they have so I think it could be a little bit competitive, but I do think Buffalo is going to move to three and zero, and I do think that Josh Allen has a, another you know decent game. Better game, John yeah, better Ross. Game. Right. Um, so no, no, no. I'm asking you, better game, oh, sure. John Ross or Tyler Boyd? Ooh. Um, sure, Davius White. Davius White. Davius White, there. White is going to be on Tyler Boyd, so I I probably will say. T- Right, John Ross. John Ross. I mean, but Tyler Boyd is proving it. He's actually showing us some good things. Yeah, Tyler, no, Tyler Boyd, I think, is a very, very good wide receiver. I would not be surprised if Tyler Boyd beat him out. However, given the fact that Javius White is a top 10 cornerback in the NFL. Top five. I'm, top five, yeah. I'm going to have to side with, uh, with John Ross. On that. John Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last, last one to talk about for starts this week is – after week one, we were all throwing in the towel on this rookie. We were saying, you know what, um, I'm giving up. You know, he's not going to get the ball enough. The offense stinks. 
And then week two, he gets his opportunities. He looks dynamic yet again. David Montgomery in that Bears offense. He is a must-start this week against the Washington Redskins. Monday night football. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Washington, Washington is allowing 168 yards on the ground. Which is Chicago, worse than the Bengals. Yes, it is. <laughs> Chicago has not figured out that offense yet. They have no idea what they're doing. They Matt Nagy has coached Mitch Trubisky into the ground at this point. So I think they're going to try to run the ball as much as possible, play good defense, and I think Dave Montgomery has his first 100-yard rushing game. Six carries the first game. Okay, I'll give him that. 18 the next game against Denver. Now, Denver's front seven is uh, definitely better than Washington's. That's that's for sure. But I, I agree with you, David Montgomery, running back two. Um, Probably fire him up as a running back two. I mean, chances are you chances are you drafted him early. He's so, I, Yeah, I have no problem starting with him as my running back two. I have absolutely no problem with it. I know people had, you know, more hope for him in those first few weeks of the season, but I think it's going to be a slow transition. But, yeah, he's – for me, he's going to be a running back two this week. I think he finishes in that top, you know, 12 to 15 range this week. It's not Thursday just yet, so let's talk about Thursday night football really quick. We got the Tennessee Titans, who actually have a pretty stout defense. I'm impressed. And then you got the Gardner Mustache Minshews in Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville's home – who, who are your must-starts this game? What, what, are you, what are you thinking about this game? Woof. Right? It's a, <laughs> it is I a mean, divisional game. I mean, it's Thursday night oh, football. You're going to watch it. We're, we're going to watch it. It's going to happen. There's a lot of turmoil going on in Jacksonville right now. Oh, it's um, uh, Jalen Ramsey. It's going to be saying. a turnover. They're going to have another new head coach going into the season. Uh, going into next season, they have a backup quarterback starting for them right now. Jalen Ramsey is causing a stir. And Derrick Henry is going to put a thumping on their run, uh, on their run defense. Okay, Jacksonville right now is in the middle of the pack in the NFL, giving up just about 120 yards on the ground. Um, I think Derrick Henry comes in there and puts up that number. Uh, you're looking at Derrick Henry to put up over 100 yards. They're going to run the ball as much as possible, play good defense, and I think Tennessee walks out here with a win. Ooh. So start, who I must start the likes of like Mariota. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, <laughs> but I do, I do like, okay. I know Tennessee has a very, very good pass defense and I know, you know, we're still trying to figure out this Minshew kid, DJ shark dude. I think he is turning into his number one. I think DJ shark is turning into a very, very relevant wide receiver, two and a half wide receiver, three flex option. And I have absolutely no problem with people parading him out there for this week. Granted, I hate people who start players on Thursday night games. However, uh, especially in a defensive matchup such as this one, but DJ Shark has proved that he can actually put up big games. Thursday night games are not. Oh, I hate them. Not typically your best games. Yes, it's, it's usually, I totally agree with you. And another guy that I am actually starting is, uh, but it's a 14 team league. So you, you kind of got to get what you can, but even in a 12-team league, let's say if you have, like, one flex, uh, two running back, two wide receiver, maybe two flexes, uh, Chris Connolly could be another name to also monitor as well. I think that he has definitely become another favorite target of Gardner Minshew. And let's really quickly talk about D.D. Westbrook. What the hell? Yeah, he's, he what? is not a favorite target. Of- is, is he, like, a number four on the depth chart? Like, is he behind injured – Marquise Lee? <laughs> At this point, he might be. He was a fan favorite of, of, the last, of the last quarterback. 
Blake the Snake. Exactly. Uh, and Nick yeah. Foles and him actually they started building up a rapport. Yes. In preseason. But DJ Shark last year was drafted in the second round. Okay. He was this big, physical, fast wide receiver that they had to groom. And they have groomed him into what seems like a potential star in the making in Jacksonville. I mean, the guy was a and he was a combine freak, wasn't he? Yeah. Just he absolutely is, he is a spark, he is a spark athlete and then some. And you can't um, teach that, but you can teach them no. the fundamentals. That is correct. So D.D. Westbrook, D.D. Westbrook, I think, is a still, still a serviceable wide receiver. I think he's going to get his fill at some point. But Shark and um, – Shark and Connolly, I think, are the two to Connelly. honor. Yeah. D.D., honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset about actually – because this is, this is not the game. If anything, D.D. is going to have a monster game. Maybe he will, but no, I, do, I don't see it. I can even see D.D. as being droppable. After this game, he's definitely a bench guy for me. He's a guy who's going to ride on the bench until he can prove that he easily bench. Yes. It's all about targets with him is if he can get eight to 10 targets a game, then yeah, he'll work his way towards that lineup again. But he got targets last week and only had one catch for three yards. I know. That's it. Did not look good. Uh, You can find us on uh, at the fantasy fam on Twitter. Uh, We are on most platforms. uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, basically everywhere you can find podcasts and this is the fantasy fam signing off